It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is Locked on Cougars for, I guess we'll call it Sunday, September 14th, 2018. It is early Sunday morning around 2.15 a.m. when I'm recording this. So most of you probably are asleep. If you're up re-watching the BYU win over Hawaii, props to you guys. Just got done with my duties at the stadium, so I'm home now recording this podcast. Hope you guys all had a fun night absolutely crazy to see what BYU did and we're going to recap it or my instant reaction to this podcast as well as yours right here on Locked on Cougars in a special recap edition of the Hawaii win for the Cougars. Let's get some of the particulars out of the way early. BYU wins the game 49 to 23. A big win for the Cougars. Uh, gets them to 4 and 3. More importantly, snaps a two-game losing streak in which they had been absolutely pummeled on both offensive and defensive lines and just overall on offense and defense. It was good to see BYU come out and punch another team in the mouth versus getting punched in the mouth, to use that expression. And let's be honest, a big part of it was Zach Wilson. The true freshman quarterback gets his first start in a BYU uniform. And as far as debuts go, it went about as well as you could expect. He went out there 16 of 24, passing uh, Tidy, 66.7% completion percentage, 194 yards, three touchdowns. Did have a rather awful interception that he had that Kalani Sataki after the game said that, yeah, we're going to have to coach that out of him. He got a little too high on himself and decided he could do it. Um, And Zach after the game said, yeah, I should have thrown. There's a hitch um, corner pattern it's a regular pattern that you see in college football and pro football said I should have thrown the hitch I got greedy took the one for the corner and got picked should have been picked to play before that but all in all Zach Wilson absolutely phenomenal his 23 yard touchdown run on a QB draw to put BYU up 14 nothing was a thing of beauty showed off what he can do for this offense with his legs He's absolutely the more dynamic player than Tanner Mangum, and I don't have any hesitation in saying that right now after just one game. 474 total yards for BYU in this game. It's their most since earning 598 yards against San Jose State last season in a win. They also set a season high in rushing yards with 280 on the night. Four players scored on the ground. Matt Hadley. Good to see Matt Hadley have some success. He's finally playing running back after flirting with a position seemingly for the last three years. Finally gets on the field in large doses. A career night, nine attempts, 91 yards. That's only uh, 10 point some odd yards per carry. And a game high 39-yard rush. Also scored his first touchdown um, in the second quarter there. Lopini Katoa had 83 yards on 16 attempts. And he pretty much set out the second half, which was a great thing. Get him rested up. He's taken a lot of hits early on this season. And Riley Burt also 59 yards and 9 attempts and a touchdown. Uh, Lopini also had a score. And then, of course, you already mentioned Zach Wilson with his rushing touchdown. The best news, I think, out of this, everybody, is that the offense, the guys that played outside of Matt Hadley, it was a bunch of young bucks. 
There's a bunch of freshmen, sophomores, and a few juniors spattered in there. Aleva Hifo leading the team with three receptions for 45 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Gunnar Romney, the true freshman, him and Zach Wilson connected for the second time in two weeks on a touchdown pass. It was absolutely awesome to see because late in the game, Hawaii was down 42-23. to They'd scored a touchdown, failed on the two-point conversion attempt. Uh, BYU kind of marched it down the field, and they were just trying to chew up clock. And Hawaii calls a timeout on a BYU fourth down, trying to preserve the clock, give themselves a chance. And I like the mentality. This is probably my favorite part of the game, the mentality that BYU came out and got the false start, another timeout called by BYU. So they're at fourth and six. Kalani Sitake, uh, Jeff Grimes, Ed Lamb, I don't know who all was in the discussion on this. But I think that they saw, okay, Hawaii wants to mess around. They want to call a timeout. They think they have a chance in this game. Okay, well, we're going for the jugular. This game is over. We're ending this now. And what happens on a fourth and sixth play? Gunnar Romney finds himself wide open. Zach Wilson just tosses it to him on a strike. Touchdown. Statement made. 49-23. to That gives you your final I thought this was a good night for BYU. Zach Wilson, in terms of freshman debuts, it's the best that BYU's ever seen. Four touchdowns accounted for, three touchdowns passing. Both have never been repeated by a freshman quarterback in BYU football history. He's also the youngest true freshman at 19 years old in two months to make a start. He edged out Jake Heaps, who was 19 months, 19 years and three months old when he started in 2010 in his first start. Man, uh, great night for BYU. There's nothing to take away from that other than, hey, this was a good debut for Zach Wilson and the team bounced back in a big way. Now, let's address the level of competition. This was, a, I think, a classic matchup of BYU in their first Six games of the season entering tonight had played four Power Five teams and a Utah State team that appears to be a Mountain West Conference contender. Conversely, Hawaii entered this game averaging over 42 points per game. They had that gaudy 6-1 and record, but they had not played a single Power Five team. They've played Colorado State. They've played Duquesne. They've played Army, who they lost to. They have not played a Power 5 team. And guess what? The team that played the higher level of competition earlier on this season in BYU looked like a buzzsaw, and they absolutely rolled through Hawaii. Hawaii could not block BYU on offense. The BYU defensive line, I thought, looked phenomenal. They were getting home with four guys. The blitz actually worked after BYU seemingly refused to blitz against Utah State a week ago, which boggled my mind. All in all, this was a good night, but there is something to say that, hey, BYU was steeled by the four Power 5 teams they had faced. They went 2-2 two and two against those teams. Meanwhile, Hawaii feasted on lesser competition. They got their 6-1 and one record. They're now 6-2. and two. Hawaii's going to have a fine year. They could be eight, an 8-win eight eight team, a 9-win team if they pick off another game. They're going to go to the Hawaii Bowl, stay at home for their bowl game, which has been tailor-made for them to go to when they don't have a New Year's 6 bowl awaiting them, which is let's be honest, rarely going to happen outside of their 2008 run to the Sugar Bowl. So BYU looked like the team that was better prepared to face Hawaii because they'd played the best of the best. They've played two top 10 teams. They will 
two teams that were ranked in the top 10 at one point in the season. Speaking of Washington and Wisconsin, they've played another Pac-12 team, two other Pac-12 teams in Cal and Arizona who are no slouch. They've got plenty of athletes in their own right. So I, I, all in all, I, I my takeaway from this game is I was very impressed with what BYU did. I thought they played very well. They deserve to win this game. Zach Wilson's going to get the headlines, but this was all in all a team effort. The The toughness, Kalani Sitake in the postgame said, we wanted to get back to being t- a tough football team, and they got back to that. I think that they got exposed against Washington. I think there was a carryover effect from that loss, getting absolutely creamed up there in Seattle. BYU came home licking their wounds, didn't get over that loss in time, and Utah State to their credit, came in and steamrolled the Cougars. Utah State looks very, very good. I I said on Twitter, if you follow my Twitter feed, at Jacob C. Hatch in this game, I said maybe, just maybe, BYU has put Zach Wilson in a starting position a half too late. Speaking of maybe they should have inserted him at halftime against Utah State. Coaches will never admit to that, but... It's just my personal opinion that after what they saw tonight, maybe they thought, okay, maybe we should have put him in a little bit earlier. Maybe we, that second half against Utah State, we put him in. That, I'm not saying that BYU beats Utah State if Zach Wilson's in this game. Let's be very, very clear on that. That's not what I'm saying. But if he's in that game, I think it's more competitive in the second half. His dynamic ability probably would have given BYU another facet because we saw late in the game when he read that touchdown drive, his scrambling ability, his ability to go through his progressions rather quickly, sling the ball all over the place. It showed something. I think a lot of BYU fans were excited by what they saw against Utah State and after what he did tonight in his first start. Absolutely phenomenal. So, Zach Wilson, hats off to you, but also hats off to the BYU team as a whole. The defense, the special teams, the offense, I thought it looked great. The BYU offensive line looked a lot better this week after two weeks in which they really struggled. And let's also acknowledge the fact that Hawaii, that defense, is the cure for the common offensive cold, as as the I guess we can say. And But... All credit to BYU. I was very impressed. All right. I will stop babbling now. We'll come back. We'll get your reaction here in a second in the second segment of this podcast. It's a blast to bring this to you guys. It's a late night slash early morning for me. Almost 2.30 now in here in Utah County, here in Saratoga Springs at my home. But I love bringing this to you guys. I wanted to get it done before I hit the sack and got a few hours of sleep. All right, we'll come back. We'll get your reaction on the other side. You're listening to Locked On Cougars, special edition version. BYU beats Hawaii 49-23 to to improve to 4-3 and on the season. Big win for the Cougars. Your reaction next. This is Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your BYU insider and host of the podcast here, bringing you insight that you can't find anywhere else every day as part of the Locked On Podcast Network covering the BYU Cougars. Big win tonight. BYU beats Hawaii 49-23. Fantastic debut for Zach Wilson in his first start. And if anything, if that if this is his baseline and that's what BYU can expect to be a average night for this young man, could be some special days ahead for the Cougars, but we'll see. Going to be interesting. They have a bye week this next week. Uh, he can review the film. He can get himself ready for the stretch run, five games remaining in the regular season, and hopefully a bowl game. I would expect a bowl game at this point. Only need two more wins to get that to that plateau. And it looks like the Zach Wilson era is here to stay. Uh, Kalani Satake wasn't going to about to crown Zach Wilson in the postgame, but I think he should. He said that uh, Tanner Mangum's still in the mix. Jaron Hall also pushing. So um, in my opinion, Tanner Mangum, he's, he is going to be the backup for the time being, but it wouldn't surprise me before the end of the year to see, see Jaron Hall become the primary backup. Looking towards the future, you got to. Plain and simple. If you're going to be BYU, you got to look ahead. All right, let's get to your reaction on the game. Thanks for reaching out at Locked On Cougars. Also at my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C Hatch. Blast to have you guys interacting after the game using the hashtag. We're going to keep it short. This is going to be a short and simple hashtag, so you can use as many characters as you want because this is only going to take four characters. Hashtag L O C, standing for Locked On Cougars. You can use that to reach out to the show anytime. Thanks for reaching out in advance. But let's get to your reaction. We'll start off with Spencer Wilson. He's at Wilson 11 Spencer. He said, love the run game and, of course, Zach Wilson. But the front of the D looked great and rejuvenated getting after the QB tonight. Hopefully the sacks continue the rest of the year. And, Spencer, I'm with you. The defensive front looked great. There were stunts going on. BYU actually blitzed the quarterback. Corbin Kafusi looked like a bat out of hell, uh, to use that analogy. Two sacks on the night. He's got six on the year. I believe that puts him in like in the close to the top 30 in the country, if not inside the top 30. I'm guessing he's on his way to a double-digit sack season, barring an injury. I think his defensive front has really come along. We talked about the fact that BYU has played four Power 5 teams. I think that this defensive line has definitely learned lessons and now that this schedule is lightening up let's be real they're going to face northern illinois new mexico state umass boise state should be decent utah will be decent uh, but new mexico state niu and umass definitely should have defensive fronts and offensive fronts that byu should dominate in this remaining part of the schedule so i really i'm with you spencer i thought that the defensive front looked really good uh, Alex Bagley at Bagley Eric. I'm not sure if your first name is Eric or Alex Bagley, but I know you interact a lot, favoriting a lot of tweets. He says, forget the offense. That defense is what won the game. And you're right. Uh, Hawaii, like I said, entered this game scoring 42 points plus a game on average. Cole McDonald had his worst output as a starting quarterback in this game. Uh just a phenomenal effort from BYU's defense. They went with their three-man front, put Corbin Kafusi into that spy role, similar to what he did against Khalil Tate in Arizona in the season opener. He looked great. The secondary played with five DBs at all times on the field because Hawaii doesn't go anything but four wides or five wides all the time. So very impressive to see the defense. They did look rejuvenated. Similar to what I just said about the defensive front, the defense as a whole, uh, Hawaii is just a different level of opponent, and for BYU, they were ready to go. 
Uh, Zach Brady, good friend of mine, Zach Brady underscore Zach Brady. Back here in Utah, so welcome back, Zach. Working up at Weber State, if I'm not mistaken, Zach. uh, Correct me if I'm wrong there, Uh, but thanks for reaching out. Uh, He says, great to see Tuiaki mix up the D, like mix up the D with stunts, twists, etc. Instead of the straight bull rush by four guys we've seen all year. Wilson was solid. Hawaii D is bad. You're right. There was good to see Tuiaki and the defensive staff mix it up on the defensive front. They were using stunts. They used blitzes. There was no more of this vanilla look on defense. I can tell you guys that Kalani Satake took a bigger role on defense this week for the first time this season, actively working with coaches. I know he said before the season he was going to be more more integrated with the defense, but this week he took a more hands-on approach and... To see what BYU did on defense, I don't think you can uh, write that off to anything but Kalani Satake helping out. He said, Wilson was solid. The Hawaii D was bad. Like I said, the Hawaii defense is the cure for the common bad offense or the common cold. All right, uh, Logan Castle at J Jazz Champ. Does that mean Junior Jazz Champ? I don't know, Logan. Let me know. He says, um, Hands was right with his observation that the QB is the one position that you can change that will spark the whole team. Both sides of the ball looked completely different tonight. And I have a hard time arguing with you. Zach Wilson had BYU's offense playing inspired. Wide receivers getting open. They caught the ball. They were blocking downfield. The offensive line looked night and day different compared to the prior two weeks. So I'm with you, Logan. I think this offense did get a spark. Now the question is, can they maintain this through the bye week and into the latter half of the schedule, the stretch run? I think they can. Like I said, there are three pushover opponents and I don't mean to say pushover, but opponents that BYU should beat, in my mind, are NIU, UMass, and New Mexico State. The toss-up games are Boise State and Utah, of course. But Boise State seems to be fading. They they looked like gangbusters to start the year, but they have been fading fast. Struggled against Nevada tonight, and Nevada is not good this year. So Boise State will be interesting up there on the blue turf, where BYU has never won. So they may make some history if they're able to go up to the Smurf turf and win there. All right, Matt Barris at Matt underscore Barris. He said, why didn't bring BYU bring more pressure against Utah State? Matt, your question is as good as mine. Next. No, it really was. I don't know. They, I, reviewing the film, BYU t- took all of one blitz. They brought one blitz. That's it. All night long against Utah State. Utterly confounding. I don't know what happened, but hopefully they figured it, figured it out tonight and they continue to look as dynamic as they did. Eric at E Rush Music. Look, he's got a big guitar in his avatar. I'm sure he's a guitar player. So, Eric, he said, cautiously optimistic. If we can sustain our performance tonight, great. I'm with you. Uh, they got to go through a bye week now, keep it going against NIU and on into November. The good news is, it seemed like BYU kind of found themselves a little bit tonight. But Hawaii also very porous on defense, and that helped. Absolutely. BYU won the game. That's all that matters. We've talked about this on this podcast. Aaron Roderick said it, and he he acknowledged that he got beat up over it. Stats are for losers. But he's right. There's only one stat that matters, people. Points. Points on the board. You want to see more points for your team than the other team. Uh, Kyle at Y underscore Soup, a longtime follower and listener, says, I think the DBs have come a long way. They had a great game tonight, and I absolutely agree, Kyle. Uh, the defensive backs, they've played against some great players um, in these first uh, first half of the season. Ron Quavian Tarver there for Utah State. Jalen Green also for the Aggies. 
I can think of guys. Wisconsin had a, had multiple guys. So did Washington, even Arizona and Cal. So yeah, they've played against Power Five level wide receivers, and that's nothing to denigrate Hawaii's receivers, but it's, it's, it's a step down. Hawaii has had two prolific receivers. John Ursua had a phenomenal touchdown catch, by the way, the former Westlake and Cedar High star here in Utah playing for Hawaii. That touchdown catch was a thing of beauty. Hats off to him on that. Uh, but this is a different level of competition, and BYU's defensive backs definitely have made strides considering how young they were. It was good to see a guy like Isaiah Heron get back out on the field tonight. He had been out with injuries since Wisconsin. Uh, good to see him back, as well as the other DBs having a good game. Diane Gunwoloku, of course, the guy makes plays. He gets the muffed punt. Of course, he comes up with their fumble recovery on the muffed punt. Diane makes plays. He makes big, game-changing plays, so good to see him back on the field. Uh, LJ, Lauren Joyce, Joyce 11 on Twitter. She said, obviously Wilson was fun to watch. He looks calm and smooth in the pocket. Love seeing Hadley and Katoa run so well. The defense came alive and actually got some sacks, question mark. What? Great win going into the bye week. Sleeping well tonight. And I think most BYU fans are just like you, LJ. Uh, BYU played well. They got the win, and they put up monster yardage, monster points. The first time they've really broken out this year. Uh, I use the hashtag Zach Wilson effect, and there's 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 a part of that. There's also part of it that Hawaii's defense was porous. Uh, BYU playing a different level of opponent after playing so many high level opponents in the first half of the year. This game may have seemed a little easier to them, but all in all, they won the game. Uh, Don at Lon Dovelace. Uh, Don, of course, good friend of mine, went to high school together. He is my high school quarterback. So Don, what up, my friend? He said, love seeing the freshmen ball out. Optimistic for the future. Keep in mind, we are just starting to see Kalani's guys in the program. Don's right. This is a young, young team. I mentioned on offense, everybody but Matt Hadley pretty much is an underclassman or a couple of juniors mixed in there. The offensive line, for the most part, has only one senior along with four freshmen or sophomores along the offensive line. This offense, people, if it picks up where it left off tonight, could make for some fun games ahead. So, Don, you're right. And he said, we're just starting to see Kalani's guys. And you're right. I will never knock Kalani Satake for his ability to recruit players. He evaluates at an extremely high level. All right, final comment of the night as we wrap things up. This comes in from Jason Bueller, at Jason Bueller. He says, Jake, how would you proportion the reasons we played so well against Hawaii? One, the Zach Wilson effect. Two, game plan slash play calling on both sides. Three, Hawaii's weaker defense. He said, I've heard all three of those used tonight, and I want to hear your thoughts. Thanks for reaching out, Jason. And I would actually say, um, if you wanted me to go one, two, and three, rank these. I'm going to say that, uh, number one, game plan slash play calling, if we can include the fact that this was a tougher team. BYU looked like the team we saw earlier in the year in wins over Arizona and Wisconsin. They they looked like a different team. They finally got their mojo back. They got that toughness back. They went and found that courage, as Brian Kill tweeted out after the Utah State game most memorably. That was absolutely classic when he did it. But they did, they went out and found that courage. And they played well. So I would say actually game plan slash play calling in terms of the toughness factor with this team is number one to me. Number two would be the Zach Wilson effect. It energized this team. You could see it, the vibe around the program. Players seem to be having fun again. 
I think that'd be number two. And number three, Hawaii's weaker defense absolutely played a role. But I think all three of those are big things. And one, two, three is probably not the best way to say it, but we'll rank them that way and we'll just carry on. All in all, big time win for BYU, four and three on the year. On track for that bowl game, like we talked about, 6-6 six and six was what BYU fans in their heart of hearts wanted this year. They wanted to see BYU make some improvement, get to a bowl game, get to the postseason, and build for 2019. Now, the fun begins, because Zach Wilson looks like quite the dynamic player. And if BYU fans can count on this for a few more years, could be some fun times ahead in Provo. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, though. Five more games this season two of which one's absolutely a Power 5 team. There's no doubt about it in Utah with a stingy, stingy defense. That'll be the season finale. Boise State's got plenty of talent. Uh, Don't know what to expect, but weird things happen when BYU goes up to the blue turf. Matt Payne missing chip shot field goals. BYU goal line stands. The, The Smurf turf is absolutely crazy. Actually, has BYU won on the Smurf turf? Now I'm thinking about it. That goal line stand might have given BYU the one seven to six. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Let me know. It's late. Uh, 2.44 a.m. as I'm recording this. So my brain's not fully functioning. But let me know if I'm wrong about that. But it's going to be quite the run for BYU by week next week. We'll mix in some fun, have some more interviews next week because there is no game to talk about. We'll do some reflection looking back on the first seven games. Also looking ahead to the final five. I know that the, the Cougars, their coaching staff, the players all want to go one game at a time. We don't, we don't have to do that here on this podcast. We can we can take them in bunches, so we'll do it. All right, I'm done. I, I should go to bed. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This has been a blast. Hopefully you guys are all having a great late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Great whenever you hear this podcast. We'll be back Monday after I review the film, I guess later today. I'll rewatch the game, get some more additional thoughts, pass those along to you. And we'll get some um, thoughts from Kalani Satake whenever the BYU has media availability next week. If they do, BYU basketball officially gets underway with the Cougar tip-off next week. So a lot, ha- lot happening. And it may be a bye week for the football team, but we'll have a lot covered for you, as we always do each and every day. Right here, Locked on Cougars. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day slash night whenever you're listening to, listening to this. I'm Jay Catch. Thanks for downloading the Locked on Cougars podcast. Peace. members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.